Meet Matt. Hi, I'm your new bachelor. He's hot and he's an astrophysicist. You'd think being surrounded by single women is every man's dream. And to be honest, it's actually really scary. <laughs> the Bachelor on Channel 10. Hello and welcome to the Reality Bite Cocktails and Roses. I'm Georgia Love. I'm Shira Taft. And of course, again, we're here talking about The Bachelor, everyone's favourite show on TV, not just at the moment, but probably ever. And it was a huge week of drama. There's a good reason why it's everyone's favourite show. Oh this, my God. this series is turning up the heat. We had a walk out, a boot out, and more first kisses. It's been a massive week. We're going to unpack a lot today from whether Abby was right in dobbing in Mon, whether Mon actually handled the whole thing well at all, and do we have yet another front runner? So many questions, so much going on. If you haven't watched, remember you can catch up on all the Batchy action at 10 play. Of course, it's on every week, Wednesday and Thursday nights at 7.30 on Channel 10. Let's get into it. Big week. So last week, there was a lot of action, particularly because of what happened on the last cocktail party where Abby was taken aside by Matt, particularly, well, pretty much for the sole purpose to kiss. Oh, it was a make-out session allowed by the girls, I think. So Abby becomes a bit of a favourite for people in terms of not necessarily a favourite to like, but certainly a favourite in the front-runner stakes because he's right into her, certainly with that physical connection. Cut to this week, she gets the first single date. I mean, that was shocking. Most girls are going, we haven't even spoken to Matt yet. That said, it was only time at the cocktail party. That's not a date. She hasn't had a date yet. True. I think she was not very popular in the house after that cocktail party kiss and getting the first single date just made Well, she worse. showed her hand in the maturity stakes because she sat there and just basically gave way too much. Like, kiss, then we stopped, then we kissed again. It's like, play it cool, play it classy. Mm-hmm. You're in a room full of people who are also in the same position. I think she showed her hand there and that's not making her very popular with the other girls. Not at all. Now, what did you think about their date? Okay, so this is what I think. He was, uh, just as a side note, mm-hmm. the car they drove in was that old truck. Yeah, like it was a Dodge or something, wasn't Dodge. it? Dodge. Yeah. Doesn't that just sum it up? Oh, <laughs> oh hey, I love that just symbolism. Just a little sign. It was Dodge. <laughs> Dodgy. Anyway. Love that. Um, the squelching the fruit, all that sort of stuff was kind of cute. I mean, I th- I'm liking the dates that he's going on. He's sort of mixing it up for the different chicks. Yeah, There's, it was really sexual. I was about to say, certainly a, ch- a chance to touch more in the barrel. Made me think of the great woman, that that famous video <laughs> online with a great woman squelching grapes. She falls over and goes, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. How great old woman are you? crush. <laughs> anyway, um, but. Look, I, okay, it was a really sexual. Date. It could have not been, but I think with the two of them, there is so much sexual energy mm. there. So, look, I think that, yeah, you're right. It was that physical type of date. Later on, she got a chance to tell her story. She's got an interesting backstory and quite a, obviously, harrowing one. Which I'm m- glad that they told that, that they showed that, that she told Matt, but also that we got to see that as the viewers because their whole story so far has literally just been sexual tension. Yeah. And I think that by the looks of it, it looks like she's going to go a long way, if not a front runner here. So I think that they needed to show that there was a connection there more than just physical. Look, she's a beautiful girl um, and he connects on that level, there's no doubt. I think he was really appreciative that she shared, you know, anyone who sits there and shares honestly those Mm. sorts of stories. But then 
Listen, the date took a turn, and I think this is a real interesting sort of lesson in, uh, I don't want to say technique or sort of etiquette, but I'm still really confused why she felt to tell Matt about Monique. Now, apart from the fact that she never gave Monique the chance to even, you know, defend herself. No, she and spends, we'll get, we'll get we to We will Monique. get to this. We will get to this. But she spends the whole date on her, you know, when she's got the private thoughts to the camera saying, I just couldn't think about anything else. You're like, well, then you're not in the date. Why is that yeah. what you're thinking about yeah. when you're with Matt? Why is it about, because to me, the only thing that came to mind is it's a, it's a game play. Oh, of course it was a game play. So when she was talking about it the whole time, I assumed, I think rightly, that she had heard this conversation mm. because she thought, oh, I need to tell him mm. because I've overheard it. It came up later that she didn't hear it at all. It was a conversation between Monique and Rachel. Yep. So that pissed me off even more. Like, hang on, it's not even your story to tell. I really think it's a game play here, but I think it's a bad one. Well, 100%. So there's two things here. One... The whole get it off my chest. Well, it's not on your chest no. because it's not your news. But if I don't know if you noticed this. They're in the spa. They're getting hot and heavy. Then she does the whole, look, I've got to tell you something. Now, immediately, that is a date kill. Of course it is. That is a date kill. He he sort of goes back. You can see him kind of arch up a bit. Yeah. She's telling him something, regardless of whether it's coming from her. She's not saying, I said this. Immediately, he's now, there's a bit of, not friction, but there's that moment of like, that's over. That mm-hmm. is done. Mm-hmm. You can even hear it, I think, in his voice. Listen to this. There was a phrase that was said that I wanted to tell you, but I don't want to upset you and I don't want it's it to right. be this. That's all right. You share it. We're on episode five at this point and yeah. I haven't seen any of this side of him before. Like no. he's, he's pissed off. He obviously says that later at the cocktail party, but it started there. He's pissed off. Yeah. He's not. Okay, from my point of view as someone who's been the bachelorette, so, the, you know, the person at the head of that show, of course you know there's going to be drama. You've got a whole bunch of people all living together, all dating the same person. You know, they're, they're kind of cut off from the world. Their whole world is revolved around this experience. Of course there's going to be heightened tensions and emotions and drama from that. But as the main person who is there to be meeting people and hopefully finding the person of their dreams... You don't want to be involved in the drama. And it's really, I think, really unfair of Abby to have brought that up to him. Also, just being someone who is in a relationship, if I heard that someone was bitching about Lee, someone that Lee, you know, got along with, was a professional or friend or colleague or whatever, if they were bitching and saying awful things about him, I wouldn't tell him that because that's a hurtful thing to hear. Totally. So if you like someone, shouldn't you be protecting their feelings? I also think in our daily lives, people will say about things about us. Or our friends do as well. That's just a fact. If you if you have ever said anything about your friend in a way that like you still love your friend, but you go, I think that was a bit of a whatever move. Mm. Everyone does it to everyone. It's not your right to tell the other person what's being said about them. Are you I think trying to... to say that you found out that I called you a dog <laughs> next Tuesday? <laughs> Well, either way, I mean, interestingly, um, you know, Matt's feeling this. And that's the mm. thing that's playing out is that he is his, his feelings are hurt. In fact, he says this. There's this animosity towards uh, myself for dating on a dating shop. I'm, I'm finding, I mean, the mechanics are strange, but that's because that's what, that's the show. I, I mean, everyone's aware of this going into this. If... if we weren't comfortable with that reality. Why Why did you get involved in the first place? And that says to me, 
he isn't afraid to kiss people and make connections because mm. this is what he signed up for. And he's saying, well, you signed up for this too. So Abby or Mon or any of these girls, just deal with your own little world. I love that he said that and I agree. Why was he so obsessed with getting to the bottom of that? Well, because I think both people involved are front runners in his mind. And so he needs to get to like work out if these people are liars. Are they just troublemakers? Is Abby there for the right reason? You know what I mean? He's, he's got to find that out. I, I understand that. So I think she got what she wanted in having Mon leave. I don't think she expected Mon to be kicked out in that way. No. I think that she probably thought she just wouldn't get a rose at that first cocktail party, which is interesting to see everyone's reactions there when she did. Yes. Um, but I'm really interested to see next week where this goes. Do we think that Matt's oblivious to what we are seeing as games that Abby is playing? I think a little bit, definitely, but I think you're inextricably linked now to that drama. And so for Abby, I fear for her now that she's now, like in his mind, I think she's she's linked, you know, like she's caused this. I don't fear for her in that. I think she that's what she deserves. Let's see. We have to talk about Mon, the yep. elephant in the room or... The elephant that left the room, whatever it is. <laughs> and I, we're going to, but before we do that, I'd like to play a little bit of audio from last week's uh, oh, Cocktails and Roses because, right. Georgia Love, you said <laughs> this. By the end of that date, I was like, she's won. She's my new favourite. Mm. I honestly think that date went so yep. well. Yep. <laughs> oh, so... Okay, okay. You know what? It is a good show of someone's character if they can admit fault and eat their words. Yes. I'm not a good person, so I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I did say to you, I said, yeah, you're all, you're right, you're right. But I did say there's a lot to play out. Oh, I'm he meant hasn't to be the expert the here that understands this show better than anyone. And I was, I was trapped with Lion and Sinker. But I will stand up for myself in saying... It's still true that Matt really he liked did. her. He and did. this was the whole issue. That's why he didn't kick her out that on Wednesday night. He needed to give her a second chance. And I've got to say, I've got to compare this to my season. Yep. There was a guy, um, Courtney, who I really liked and he gave me nothing. Mm. It was the typical, like, girl, he's just not that into you yeah. and I was the only one that couldn't see totally. it. But I, he kept doing shitty things and everyone else was going hey, he's not really into you, he's doing shitty things. He was doing things like Monique did at the group date where she couldn't have cared less. Courtney did he that gave too. A, he gave a single date to another to guy. else. Yeah. He was doing all the things that Monique was doing in that bride group date and I just kept him in there because I was like, oh, but, but there's something there and I want it to work and I can see that that's how Matt was feeling about Monique. When you're in that situation, if you've got feelings for someone, you need to give yourself time to... Think about it. When you go into that rose ceremony, it's like, well, the decision I make now is final. So he did need more time to think about that. And that means I was right that he did really like it. Very roundabout way of trying to defend yourself. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think that Monique is fair enough to feel funny about Abby kissing. Mm. I think a lot of the girls do. To me, it's like, okay, you're allowed to feel that way. That's the show. You signed up for it. But it doesn't mean you're any less of a human being because you feel those things watching someone that you just kissed a day or two earlier, mm. literally passing someone around the corner. So she's okay to feel that way. We weren't privy to the conversation, so we'll never really know what exactly was said, in what context, how it came out and whatever. But it was said. I think that's pretty clear now by you've seen the evidence of all the people who've come in and said no it was a bit of a joke da, da, da. she said something yeah so abby didn't just make it up no i still believe abby had no right to say it and there was no reason to and it didn't 
it was not fair on Monique because she should have gone to Monique. Hey, I heard what you said about Matt. Did you mean that? Because I would tell him. And Monica, no, 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 no. And that's it. They obviously don't speak to each other in the mansion at all, they do must they? Have. they? By must the have. look of it. Now, how do you think she reacted when he first told, like, confronted her? The first confrontation, she's just completely denied. And it's one of those, like, we've all been in that situation where we know someone's lying. We're going, just tell me. And they're going, what do you mean? What do you mean? And then he goes, I'm going to go and get Abby. And she's like, great. Inside going, oh, shit. I love how she tried to deflect for She tried to give herself a bit of time to think of an answer by doing this. Yeah, it came up that you had some fairly flowery language to describe myself. Flowery? Flowery. Um, flowery? Yeah. Uh... I think that was her trying to give herself a bit of time to think of a response. Yep. Um, but I, I've got to say I believed her at first. I believed her, and I don't know if it's because I've found myself not liking and trusting Abby, but at first I believed her. So then when everyone started saying, yeah, she did say it, I thought, oh, shit, you're in it here. Well, what this was great for was a real test of who has got who's back because you start to see Mm. the other girls, Sagan's defending Monique, you've got Ellie defending Abby, you know, you've got the kind of and the young versus old. They're all talking about the younger girls doing this, and they're all immature. Oh, and well, I don't know about young. that. I think that um, what played out was clearly Rachel and Monique were having a chat, and you know, doing what they do. Maybe you know, one of the girls said they're, they're bogans. That's how they speak. Well, maybe they do. <laughs> um, so it was clearly said. Monique was caught in a lie, and it's awkward. So I get it. There, I've been caught before in lies, and you're like, someone catches you out, and you try. No, no, I didn't. And you're realizing, yeah. like, they know, but how do and I actually say you're too far in, right? Now let's fast forward to the second cocktail party where he came and approached her again. Yeah, I think she handled herself poorly this time. Hunt like a million percent. Oh, can I can I do a bit of a role play here, just to, because this is where I think Monique went wrong. Matt, to his credit, very honest guy, just wants to hear. Like and gonna give you a chance. He says everyone makes mistakes. I want to give you a chance. So, I want you to play Matt. I'm mm-hmm. gonna play Monique, and you can just give me the same thing that Matt said to her. All right. <clears throat> uh, hey, Monique. Uh, Matt here. I'm really good looking, and I'm a bachelor. Look at that vein on uh, your forehead. <laughs> I just need to ask you again. I really need to get to the bottom of what happened. Okay. So, firstly, I just want to say I want to say sorry for this situation that's clearly been caused, and obviously on you because I can tell it's really weighing heavy on you. I just Look, I said I probably said something I shouldn't have. To be honest with you, the context is not has been taken out of. I've been taken out of context, but it certainly wasn't meant to impact you the way that it did. I guess I'm really struggling with the fact that you're kissing other girls and having connections, and I know that's the show, and I should just be okay with that. But we had such a great date, and I'm really into you, and so I just I just reacted in a funny way. I really want to apologise for you. I, I shouldn't have said it, and I won't say anything like that again. Then they kiss and, and they he kiss, gives her a rose. That's it. That's all I'm that like, needed to happen. Is that fair? Is that I, fair? That's absolutely fair. That's and all that's you need what to I say. thought she was going to say. There was this point when he said to her, But what are you apologizing yes. for? And she said, The situation. And he goes, What is the situation? Exactly. And I'm yelling at the TV. Just say that I'm sad that you're kissing other girls. Yeah. It, it hurts. It's hard didn't to watch. Didn't realise it was going to be but so she tough. She didn't. She I just know. said, um, um. I think in that moment something happened and she's decided she doesn't want to be there because she did not stick up for herself at all. And maybe if she had, he still would have got rid of her because mm. he's just decided that was too much no, disrespect. I think she would have stayed. I think if she had the guts to say I said it, 
but this is the reason I think she would have stayed. Because you could tell he really liked her. He liked her. her and she just really blew it. And then she's in the car going, good luck to Abby. And, you know, I think she's she needs therapy. It's like, oh, no, move on, you honey. ruined this, actually. Even though Abby cre- created this situation, I think she ruined it for herself. And it was a really easy out. When someone gives you a chance to apologise, do it. But she... Something that was really interesting is I think, and I might be wrong here, tweet me if I am, but I think it was the first time ever that someone who's been on a single date and had a kiss has been kicked out. Really? I think so. We're going to have to go through the annals of Bachelor history to check that. Because usually it's the people that have been playing up. They've been the villains. They've done something bad. They've said something bad. And they haven't really cared about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, which is why they've gone in and caused drama. I feel like this is the first time it's happened with a favourite. Yeah. Well, well, she was a favourite of yours. Yeah. Look, I'm still sticking up for my... We turned back a week ago. Everyone agreed with me. Well, either way, she's hitting the road. Monique is no longer. We need to move on. Hey there, sorry to interrupt your podcast, but once you're finished up here, why don't you head over to Hammer at Home? You'll hear from me, Barry Dubois. I'll be talking to all sorts of interesting people from all different walks of life about their homes, families, all sorts of stuff. Start by giving my chat with Dr. Chris Brown a listen. I reckon it's a lot of laughs. Take it easy, catch you soon. So all that drama aside... Around that, there were a couple of group dates, which then turned into some one-on-one time for some girls, particularly some girls who hadn't had one-on-one time with Matt. Now, let's quickly brush over the two group dates because they were sort of different but fine. There was the first one to sit down, get to know your session. You've got to be honest in those sessions, I think, to shine to Matt, Mm. which is what happened with Chelsea, clearly. Yeah, evidently. Um, I thought Eleanor also shone a little bit, and I think that's why you ended up choosing her as well for a date later. Um, but fine, it's a fine date. But it was nice for Chelsea to then have a little bit of one-on-one time, which I think sparked that interest with him again. Yeah, and I want to talk about her one-on-one time after the group date because there was chemistry, and excuse, pardon the pun, mm. I don't mean to make it, it's just there, mm-hmm. she's a chemist, but they didn't kiss, yet he still said this. It feels like Chelsea is just currently reading the handbook of what Matt's looking for in a relationship because he is just like slamming every box that I've put up as things I'm looking for. That's a big thing to be saying before you've had it's a proper It's also a weird day. thing to well, say. Weird. The way he said it is a Slamming bit weird, but yes. is a weird term, but we get what he means, I think. Now, the fact that he took her on a single day yep. just the next week is a big sign. And I think with all this drama of Abby and Monique and the dog see you next Tuesday, we could almost brush over the fact that I think a massive new front runner has just totted her way up to the front without anyone even noticing. Well, let's talk about this. She's 28. Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect age. Younger than You're him. You're so ages. Very, very. <laughs> I'm right in this age, this age bracket, but she's in it. So it more means it's not so much about the age, it's about where they are. She is at an age where she yes, she still she says she still has some career things she wants to do, but she would like to start a family. So mm. if Matt's like, well, I don't want kids straight away, but she's kind of more in the hitting zone than of a 23-year-old potentially. Mm. Um, she's probably more mature. I think she is yeah, more, she's mature, much more mature. Um, and has lived a bit of life. You'd always worry, or I would, being with someone so young that they hadn't done everything they wanted to do. And but that's because still... you're an ageist. Yeah, so. I am very ageist. <laughs> anyway, so I think in this sense she's in the hitting zone. You can see the intellectual connection, that's there. She's a bit shy, but she's got that kind of cuteness about her that, you know, he likes. It's he endearing. Finds endearing. She's so shy, it's endearing. He gave her a on-the-cheek kiss 
first up. Mm, but it was a, it was like a corner of the mouth. Well, it kiss. was post Abby thing as well. So I think he was really conscious at this point of kissing girls. Yeah, true. Out of respect. Yeah, true. Think he would have kissed her. Let's talk about the single date yeah, where you go, they go on. Because it took him about three seconds of seeing her in a bikini. <laughs> well, she's got a bang and bod, let's be honest, right? I mean, Far out, does she ever? She might be practising chemical engineering, but she obviously knows physiological Ew. stuff as well. Ew. Um, now, this was interesting as well. I've got lots of theories on when a kiss happens and it really, a first kiss is almost always... In a pool. At No, <laughs> at the... End of the date. So we're yeah. the cheese platter moment yeah. where they're on the, the couch with the rose. Now, they hadn't got there yet. Nah. I thought when they were having the food fight in the kitchen, yep. I was thinking, how are they not kissing? I can feel the tension here. They, they, they're right know. in each other's faces, but I love that they probably thought at that time, no, we'll wait till later when we're sitting on the couch and they got in the pool and they were like, yeah, no, I'm not waiting. Has there ever been a food date on a Bachelor series that hasn't ended up in food on the face? It's like the most, like, if we're going to make, oh, there's flour in the hair, ha, 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 I'm rubbing it in your face, that's so cute. And she's going, great, now my makeup's stuffed. I look terrible and I've got flour in my eyebrows. But either way, when you're in a pool and you've got your arms around someone, oh, yeah. you're kissing. Yeah. Well, you're kissing or you're saving their life. There's yeah. one of two things when you've got your arms around a person in a pool. Any of my friends listening who are planning on going on a holiday with me and being in a pool <laughs> yeah. anywhere near me, I will not take your so advice. I think you're right. Chelsea is now right in the front seat of this car. Oh, um, isn't she just? And she's playing a, a significant part. He, she doesn't need to do much now for the rest of the, like, no. probably for the next few weeks. And the, I think the thing is she hasn't been doing much, which with all this drama and crap going on, that's just making her shine even more. So let's move on to the next little bit of one-on-one time. So he took aside Vaco. Mm-hmm. Now, Vaco won that one-on-one time through the wedding situation, which all in itself was a little weird. I, I mean, the whole that catching the bouquet thing was the best that was game funny. they've ever done. The game of, like, compatibility, really, you're not actually giving compatibility. You're no, trying to give trying the to answer you think he's going to give. But anyway, I think she sat on the sidelines because Abby was playing hard, so everyone wanted her gone, and Vaco got the date, which is fine. Except was it? Well, it was, well, it was fine because he got to know Vaco, and I think mm. that she's just a bit immature. Oh, God, that was the most – and there have been some awkward dates on The Bachelor history – that was the worst. Well, she giggled. In my eyes. She giggled her way through it. Oh. Um, I think that she just was nervous, and I guess not compatible with him. Not at all. And it's, it was it. What broke my heart is how sad she really looked yeah. afterwards when she was giving a little vox pop, and she had genuine tears. Definitely. But God, there was nothing there, was there? No. She, she literally couldn't have a conversation with him. And yes, she probably was just really nervous. I think a lot of what she has is front. Mm. She seems super confident. She's so attractive. You know, she lives her life. Her, her job is a model. She's got to be confident in how she looks. But you could actually see her face change as soon as she realised she'd won the one-on-one time. She changed. Yep. She got really nervous and I felt really sorry for her. So, well, do you want to hear this this sound? That's me scrubbing out Vaco's name. She's no longer uh, in the race for Matt's heart. So let's move on. Eleanor, to me, already when she walked the carpet, I was like, this chick's a threat. Okay, I've got a theory here about your theory. Okay. Now, I will preface by saying I agree I think she's going to go far, mm-hmm. but I think you are really hung up on her going far because you think she's hot. 
My wife told me that last night. Actually. She, said, You're <laughs> ah, in. she goes, it. that's the sort of chick you'd be into. Exactly. I was like, and? From day, she's barely said anything. We're six episodes in, she's barely said a yeah. word. And you're, every episode of our podcast, you're going, she's in my top two. Yeah, yeah, she's in your top two. Well, either way, I liked it. I love the date. She dressed up. She looked great. She had those nice boots on. Then he comes along. He says, okay, you ready? Let's go for a walk. And I'm thinking, she's going, oh. Really? Not in these boots. boots. (laughs) I've been walking for this. So they go and they do oyster pearl IVF. I mean, it was something. I don't know what was going on there. Either way. um, Now, you said that you thought this date went well. I I thought, listen, the euphemism stuff and that's all cute and funny and whatever. I actually thought he he would have kissed her. Um, I think the Abby thing was still on the mind. I did love this kind of awkwardness when... They didn't kiss, and she's like, "Thanks for the rose." And he's like, "My pledge." And it's like, "Oh, this is this, this is like a cheeser moment." Oh, are you a cheeser? Yeah. I think you were wearing Eleanor coloured glasses. Yeah. I don't think that date went well. Okay. I th- I don't think there was any spark at all. There was so much innuendo there. He was having a laugh about it, and she kind of wasn't. I don't think she was giving him much. And but then- she's a bit more guarded, I think, and I'm, uh, that's okay. We talked about this in the oh first episode. Oh, my God, episode. hang on. I've just had a mind-blown moment. Yeah. I was just about to compare her to the girl from Richie's season who was exactly the same, had an interesting accent, didn't give him much. He was super keen on her because she was aloof. Her name, Olena. Olena. Oh, that's Boom. right. Oh, my God. Is that an Easter egg? And you know what? I liked She's her too. Easter egg. <laughs> I liked <laughs> her too. <laughs> so a huge week, really. I mean, the Abby Monique thing pretty much took the whole main focus. As you said, a couple of girls have come into focus now with Chelsea and Eleanor, I think, are in the mix personally. Um, And then there were some great moments. We need to award some MVPs. We absolutely do. I mean, for me, an oyster getting IVF treatment on the show (laughs) and having, like, you know, co-parenting, I think that's a really special moment. Pearl earrings, pearl necklaces. I mean, it was all the innuendo and euphemisms you'd need in an episode of The Bachelor. Everything you want to need in life, (laughs) sure. So big MVP for that. And I'm going to throw one out to Ellie as well. We haven't seen much of her in the last couple of episodes, but I'm giving her an award here for being the only chick at the group date drinking a beer. Hagger was that, you know, we noticed yes. that straight up. Like everyone's having a wine, she's having a beer. She's good. just a good chick. Love it. We should probably chuck an MVP to the fruit that got squashed between <laughs> Abby's toes <laughs> and then became R.I.P. what, foot juice? No, that whole date makes me feel There's weird something still. about foot juice about and tinnier and everything being there. Oh. That, Good nominations there. No no alpacas, which is a real no. shame. We wanted to see an alpaca this week, but uh, hopefully that'll be back next but week. But maybe the Olena Eleanor thing is our new Easter egg. Oh, maybe. <laughs> now, lastly, we've got to work on our word of the week. So we can't say the word of the week. <laughs> <laughs> which really means it's hard to award hard to, it. Well, can I put a couple of uh, honourable mentions in? Please. I think this is an honourable mention from Matt on his date with Chelsea. It's moist. <laughs> A word which I have to say a lot of people are funny about because it's kind of like onomatopoeic. People picture the sound when they say it, moist. This whole week was just full of innuendo. I, I know. love it. So we've got, to, we've got to put that one out there. I think um, I also want to just quickly touch on this, which I found amazing, between Monique and Rachel when they were talking about what had gone oh, yeah. on. Oh, yeah. And Monique's like almost... Uh, incredulous that she's been called out for this. Where she's like, I didn't even say those things. I didn't say dog, and I don't. Say, I didn't even say pig. And Rachel says this. 2019, babe. No one said that. 
Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but pig is still a word that is used in 2019. <laughs> Such a weird, like, uh, what are we saying, swine now? Or are we just going straight to pork? That was a real cover for try, trying to make it feel better. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel, people do use that I word. I also love that Monique said, I don't even use that language. I don't use the word pig. It wasn't the same no, that she forget that, but I certainly would never pig. say pig. Oh, God, a big week, Shura. I've got... Uh, I've got a bit of battery fatigue, I must say. Give me four days and I'm ready and raring to go again. I can't wait to see the fallout for Abby. I think I'm interested to see where it goes from here. I'm looking forward to see Chelsea ride that wave to the top and wonder what's going to happen with Elena. Well, and also a big question, will Emma get some alone time? It's time we saw Emma and Matt one-on-one. Remember, The Bachelor on Channel 10, 7.30 Wednesday and Thursday nights. And, of course, you can catch up on 10 Play at any time. Join us next week. Before we go, we've got to give our two favourites. You saved Monique last week. She's gone. You need two new favourites. Obviously, Chelsea, who I said the first week. Chelsea's back there in my finale faves. Um, And I'm going to say... Ellie, I think she's just still quietly riding that wave. I think Chelsea's in the mix. I'm going to say Chelsea and I think Elena. I think Elena's going to be up there. And before we go, um, thanks for joining us. Remember, hashtag realitybite if you want to send us any questions or things we should do. Well, things that you want to hear. We're three weeks in now. We're going to keep going. We enjoy doing this every week, but we want to know what you want to hear. So let us know if there's anything you want to bring into it. Questions, comments, feedback about Shura's obsession with Elena, anything you want. (laughs) And either way, this is just a little tip of the hat to this week's episode. See you next Thursday. (laughs) If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not try some of the other 10 Speaks podcasts we have available? There's The Professor and the Hack, The Western Front, Where's William Tyrrell, The Reality Bite, Cocktails and Roses, or Hammer at Home. I've just listed all the podcasts we have. Presumably you're listening to one of those right now. You can find them all by searching for the title in your podcast player of choice.